podcast. That song there is Dr. Momentum by Slink. I added some Terrence McKenna on there. Hope you guys liked it. Uh, today we have on Lord Slish. Um, it's a good dude. I've been talking to him for a minute since I got back on the site. Uh, we go over a little bit of his history, uh, talk about trip, uh, share a few trip reports, and just kind of our overall uh, outlook on uh, psychedelics on the website there. <clears throat> Again, guys, feel free to support the podcast and the website. Um, you know, we're not ran by a corporation or anything just a handful of admins and everybody who's a patreon supporter so we greatly appreciate it um also don't forget to join the dmt world podcast group on the site as well um any feedback suggestions are appreciated also um I just started adding all these podcasts to the YouTube channel just to kind of promote that as well. If you got any content, any music, anything you want to share, uh, just send me an email, alx at dmtworld.net, and uh, we'll get you guys taken care of there. Um, Hope you guys enjoy this conversation. Uh, Thank you for listening. Thank you for the support. Keep spreading that love. Lord Slish, welcome to the podcast, man. How's it going? going fantastic man thanks for having me okay yeah, man um both i know we've both been in contact pretty much since uh you've been on the site there and um you know you've been a pretty good friend of mine and i know a friend to a bunch of other people on the site and uh you know really excited to get you on here so you can um you know share your story and um you know for us to get to know you a little better man the rest of the community as well so definitely thank you for being here man thanks man pleasure um, being here. let me ask you um when did you get on the site man was it last year sometime or yeah, it was fucking, i think it was, uh, it was right before right before christmas last year i believe okay. mm-hmm. yeah that's and, right uh, yeah. i think i remember um I had left the site for a little bit of time there and it was around Christmas time. And I remember, um, I watched you bounce off the site and everybody was really sad. And I was like, who the is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There, I, I was just going through some shit too, man. You know, there was a lot of stuff here that, uh, especially at home, you know, with, with my family and so forth. And, you know, sometimes you just got to step away and get a, take a little breather and, you know, um, reassess things and um but it was good for me you know um one of the biggest things was this was doing the podcast and um you know continuing the conversations with people on the the website man that was the one of the biggest things you know yeah dude i'm really glad that you fucking ended up keep continuing doing it because like once i saw that the dmp world had a youtube channel i was like oh shit this is this is what i've been looking for just listening to people talk about this shit yeah, and for those those of you who have not listened, uh, we've got about, I don't know, like six or seven ones that we recorded that on the YouTube channel, and uh, we'll be, um, I still haven't gotten the entire process down, but eventually these will be recorded, uploaded, you know, to all the uh, podcast platforms as well as the YouTube channel. That's that's the end goal to, you know, get, get them all up on, on everything. So uh, just in due time, in due time, you know, so... Um, why don't you tell us, uh, I mean, what do you think about the site since you've been on? Like, what, what is your um, opinion on it, your view? It's, it's, it's literally beautiful. It is the best fucking site I've been on 
like regarding this specific community of people like everywhere else everybody's ego seems to like get in the way and it and this is really it seems like love and information is all that's being passed around and that's what we need and that's what i've wanted like i wanted information and i wanted people to just fucking love everybody else yeah it's it is a great place um one thing that that i i think i see a lot of is um people that have been on other sites and people that feel you know, disenfranchised with these big, you know, like Facebook and, you know, Reddit, Reddit is one of them too. There's a lot of people that come from Reddit too, but you know, those places are, they're huge. You know, it's easy to get lost in there. It's easy to come across somebody who's having a shitty day and wants to take it out on somebody, you know, but I think with that mentality and coming into the side of being like, you know, I'm not an asshole. I don't want to be an asshole. You know, I just really want to, you know, share some knowledge or just have conversations, you know, that, I'd like to have with people, you know, without all the bullshit, but obviously there's no perfect filter for that. But um, it seems like you, you, you get more success in actually getting information that you want, as opposed to like a bunch of sarcastic assholes, just like, just <laughs> Google, it, just Google it. Like, sure. Yeah. I can just Google it, but I wanted to ask your guys' opinion. I wanted to yeah. know what you guys do. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. And yeah. I mean, that, that, that definitely holds true. I think, uh, it's hard to, you know, for, for people that have been like, for example, everybody knows, especially like the, the shroom, the shrooming groups, like on like shroomery, shroomology, okay. Mycotopia, Reddit shrooming group. And even in our group, yeah, a little bit, not so much. I mean, we're still in our, you know, we're still pretty small, but you know, the same answers get a little tiring for people, you know, they lose their patience, you know, the, is this contaminated picture? You've probably seen that like a million times. Cultivating contaminations one. just post all of your contamination. Yeah, pictures yeah. On <laughs> and then we can even just fucking talk and talk shit. Yeah. About yeah. Um, I mean, when, when I, I know when I was, um, cultivating, you know, back when I was cultivating, uh, you know, a few years back, the, it was it was good you know for me i i really just kind of i was more of somebody who just searched and, and read just because i didn't want to come across people you know i mean i, I know people get a little impatient i knew somebody was going to talk shit or say something to me so i was like ah fuck it i'll just i'll just do a lot of reading and do my own um you know my own um experimentations or whatever and you know just you know but but you lack the sense of community in that you know you don't feel like you belong and yeah. that's what i feel you know that I got when I went, you know, to DMT world was, you know, the sense of community, which is something you, it's invaluable. And important. Yeah, it's, it seriously is invaluable. You can't get it like you get it here anywhere else. It, it, I mean, Reddit's kind of got its own kind of community, but it's so, if you're not already up at the top, yes. then you're not getting up there. And it's yeah. not so much of getting at the top, but it's so it's much of even just getting heard, getting your words heard. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I I agree. Um, <clears throat> so, why don't you give us a little bit of a backstory? You know, um, how you grew up, how your childhood was, and you know anything else you may want to add, and then kind of, you know, your 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 involvement or um, history with these plants and fungus or whatnot. So, if you would be so glad to share with us, Mister Slish. <laughs> Absolutely. So growing up was, uh, it was, uh, it was a rough time, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
my the my mom was a meth was a meth addict before she had me. That's how my parents even met. Was my dad was my mom's meth dealer, oh, and shit. and that's how they got pregnant. Like, but my mom quit doing meth. She quit doing drugs completely when uh, when I was when she got pregnant with me, and she straightened out. But my dad did not. He partied hard. And like, mm-hmm. he just kind of fucked off and just did his own kind of thing, left my mom alone. We were, uh, and he ended up having two babies with my mom. And uh, so we were living out in Montana. My mom got together with another guy and uh, he, he, you know, drugs have always been in my life. Drugs and alcohol have always been in my life. And like, just kind of like seemed to be like the reason why everything kind of went wrong. Right. Mm-hmm. So John got my mom pregnant, had another baby, and uh, he ended up trying to like kill my mom, like oh, two, yeah. year 2000, Y2K. I remember I was at my grandma's house and when I came back, uh, my mom, John was gone. He was in jail and my mom ended up telling us what happened. Like he, he got super fucking drunk one night and was just fucking thinking about ending everything. So he put a gun in my mom's head. My mom smacked the gun out of her hand and Damn. out of his hand, shot the fucking floor. Like it was fucking crazy, man. But it gets to this one point to where my dad comes and moves back <gasps> in the house. And um, my dad and my uncle Ben ended up living with us for a while. And uh, my dad was an alcoholic, really, really bad. My mom was my mom pretty much just worked she was a nurse yeah. and she worked uh she worked night shifts and so my dad was supposed to pick us up from school drop us off but and like just pretty much just chill at home and drank all day and like that's kind of like how life was growing up for a long time until there was a point where i got kicked out and uh, i had to go live with my grandparents and when i was living with my grandparents my dad used to talk to me my dad, he's a bad, bad influence, man. He used to talk to me about like uh, how he would get fucked up on pills and acid and fucking get. And he, he was bad, bad influence, right? And he would like. Wait, when you were like a kid? When yeah, you're like I was, a kid. So, like, this was, I was like eight or nine years old. Oh, dude. shit. I what? Was young. I was young. And so when I was like 10 or 11, I ended up getting kicked out. And I went and stayed with my grandma for a while. And I remember him telling me about these pills that he used to take from his mom, my grandma. Mm-hmm. And they were alprazolams. And I used to fucking steal alprazolams and oxycodones. And mm. there was a point to where, uh, so, so I got really into drugs. And I started like doing a lot of like independent research on drugs, learning yeah. the names, what they do, and like a lot of research while I'm fucking stealing all these fucking pills, taking them, getting fucked up, gacked out, and then getting on like a computer and like learning and about all of these fucking drugs. Yeah. And I like spent my entire fucking like high school career like learning about drugs. That's like all I fucking did. I'd skip school to fucking sit on Arrowhead and just read trip reports and shit, dude. Jeez. Like I heard about DMT when I was fucking 15 years old, man. Like DMT was like always like the big fucking like the big grand like oh my god yeah. i gotta get on that shit like, holy shit that shit's crazy 
but like pills and shit i started with pills and shit when i was super fucking young man those things are dangerous man they are dangerous they fucking really are and like i've got a soft spot for fucking opiates i've got a real big soft spot for them to the point to where if i take them i can't stop so i just don't i can't take them at all yeah it's like um, no, I, I had it. It's it's bad, man. It's really fucking bad. I used to, I was homeless for a while, and uh, I would I would fucking I'd do anything for fucking for pills. I'd break into people's houses and shit, dude. It yeah. was bad. Fuck. And I would <laughs> I would my the thing about opiates with for me is is the high that I'm chasing is like the overdose. It seems like because every time I'm fucking taking them to that point yeah. to where I feel good. To where it feels yeah. good is when waking up in a puddle of vomit. Like, Fuck. That's that's the only time it felt good too. I hear that and a just, lot. Yeah. I hear that a lot from people who who get um. The, I mean, I I've I've had my my run with them too, and uh, I mean, I understand, but uh, I never got so deep with like like I hear other people, and uh, yeah, I hear that a lot about the getting to that point where it's the nod, you know, just like with with with, with heroin, yeah. man, yeah. Or people end up on fucking heroin after those. That, that's where I was headed. Uh, that's where I was headed. Was I was going to end up doing heroin, but yeah. it, it got to this point to where I I, gave, I more or less gave myself the ultimatum: is I'm either going to go to fucking rehab or I'm just going to stop taking this stuff cold turkey. And yeah. I just I, I went into the rehabilitation center and I sat down and I talked to him. And like that shit scared the fuck out of me. And like I was, I don't want to fucking go there. That sounds fucking terrible, man. Lockdown, fucking most of the time, fuck that. So I just fucking locked myself in my room, and I just fucking sat in my room for a couple of days and sweated it the fuck out. Fuck, it sucked hard. That's (laughs) rough, dude. Yeah, that's the being dope sick, man. That shit ain't no joke. No, it's not a joke. It's yeah. really not. Yeah, it's crazy, and, man. But, but even like, even with psychedelics, I like fuck with psychedelics super hard. Like, mm. I, I can't, I can't do a, it's, I don't want to sound like full of myself when I say this, but I can't do a low dose. Like, yeah, I yeah. don't, it, it like, acid, like it's five hits of acid or more. Like, I can't do four hits or less because it starts if it doesn't feel like it has that meaning to me yeah and like that i don't know how to explain man it's that anxiety when i start getting that anxiety and i start getting all fucking scared for my life and shit that's when it starts to mean something yeah for me for Mm -hmm. me let me ask you something about that real quick man um i know that some people um especially with dmt it's it's um it gets a little slippery if you from for for me um is when the breaks in between aren't you know they they get they decrease right like where yeah. <clears throat> i've came across a couple of people that were you know blasting off like on the daily and then like two months down the road they're like yeah i think i overdid it man i took how to take a break you know what <laughs> i mean like <laughs> it starts fucking with you you know because you- I've even tried to, I've even tried to go on DMT like multiple times in a night, and it seems like every time I try and go for that second or third time, I just get blocked. Like I can't. There's like yeah. it's like white grain. Like there's nothing yeah. there. 
Like I yeah. get this crazy body load, but there's no visuals and it's just like, whoa, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, it's just fucking tripping out like in my body for like 15 minutes. You know, what's crazy. You say that the, I, I got to that point, you know, where I was going in more than, than I feel that I should have. And I remember getting to the point where the entities that I was seeing were like this fucking dude, like get the fuck out of here. And I'm like, come on guys. And they're like, nah. And I would come back. And then I, this happened to me. Um, the last, more like the last one or two times where I, I came back after they they said that and they were all like white. It was weird. It was like all white, but I could see like this weird, like um red outline and it was like sand just kind of falling off of them. It was weird, but I couldn't see nothing yeah. else. And they were sitting down and I had, they were sitting down on, the, on like these benches. There was three of them on one side and three on the other. And I came from underneath one of the benches and I came up and they're like this motherfucker, like looking at me like, Oh shit, there he is. <laughs> and when I came back, you know, they started to get up and start walking away and I started following them and was like, come on, man, come on. I was telling somebody something. And obviously I wasn't speaking. It was like mental fucking thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking and about. And one of them dude. grabbed me, dude. It was like, get over here. You want to see? You want to see? And grabbed me. It was just, and I went through this, the white parted, and it was like just this black. And in the middle, there was like this city, this city full of like, it was made out of like this bluish weird light. And we zoomed in all the way into like this fucking factory, dude. The factory opened oh up and this thing God. was like, here you go. And was like showing me around and, I saw some shit that scared the fuck out of me. And I was like, all right, dude, I'm good. <laughs> and I just got catapulted back into my body, dude. Like, fuck. All right. I need to take a fucking break, man. <laughs> yeah. That's C and fucking DMT gives you messages like that. And I yeah. think that's really one of the fucking cool things about DMT. I tried to fucking get high on DMT one time just to get fucked mean? up. Dude. I don't do know, mean? bro. I, I, I just, I was, I was like, I was out of all of my fucking regular, like mind altering substances. I had just given up alcohol and I just wanted to get fucked up. So I, I sat down with my fucking machine and tried to smoke some, or didn't try. I'd smoke some DMT and like this entity just fucking presented itself to me and was just making these fucked up faces at me. And it was just doing that like telepathy thing where it was telling me like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why are you trying to get high on this stuff? This is not what it's about. And it was just like this big slap in the face to me. And like, I was just, I like wanted to cry. Like, I'm so sorry. I felt so fucking like, uh, I just felt so fucking wrong for doing it like that. Yeah, you get reprimanded sometimes, right? Like yeah, everybody, you know, even 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 um, Gallimore, Andrew Gallimore, Doctor Andrew Gallimore. On um, I watched them on Dreaming Jaguars, and they had a, a like a questionnaire. Like it was, it's a pretty good episode. If if you guys haven't checked it out, definitely go out there and check it out. But it's probably one of the best interviews that I've seen Gallimore do with anybody on, on YouTube. But uh, he was talking about that, you know, getting complacent and feeling like you know, you're hot shit, you know, you've done DMT a hundred fucking times and you're this fucking Billy badass motherfucker. And you get to that point where you literally get bitch smacked by these fucking things, man. Yeah. And when you, you know, when I heard that, I was like, well, fuck, I mean, it, it seems like a common theme, you know, people, obviously people who push the limits, people who are, you know, quote unquote, psychonauts, um, 
you you get to that point, you know, where you're like, okay, <laughs> I think uh, I almost broke my mind there, so, <laughs> so I need to take a step back, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and I mean, after that experience, it was like it was like a month or two before I even went back to it. And when I went back to it, I I just dipped my toes because I was scared yeah. of what would happen. Because <laughs> like I wasn't. I was trying to make sure that my intent was in the right place yes. and that I was going in the right direction. And like, it definitely made me think about what the fuck I was doing. You know, that, that is a, a recurring thing on here. Um, and especially for me is uh, for me, I find that I'm learning, you know, the structure behind you know, having experiences with these things after the fact, <laughs> like, the intent thing you hear it a lot you hear the intent a lot hear the intent but you know when you get in there shit gets really fucking crazy and then intense out the fucking window and then next thing you know you're you know tumbling down from space back into your fucking body or wherever the fuck you're laying at and you know it's it's kind of forgotten um for yeah. me and, and see, now i have a hard time with dmt because of how fast it is yeah yeah and it, it feels sometimes like there's nothing there to learn, but then like over the course of the next fucking week, when you can't stop thinking yeah. about it, you're trying to like make connections <clears throat> to shit. And I don't know if that's me just making connections or if that's actually what it's trying to show. Yeah. I, I actually brought that up during the, I did a podcast with um, Mike and Maurice on the mind escape uh, podcast. And that was one thing where they, they asked me about, Mm, what's my go-to for like healing treatment, you know, therapeutic type benefits. And um, I told them psilocybin was because with DMT, I mean, it was the same sentiment. Like where I'm like, it may be just because I'm so new to DMT or, you know, um, maybe I don't know. I haven't gotten to that point where I can, you know, learn how to, you know, keep the intent and so forth. Uh, psilocybin's always been, you know, the go-to for sure. And, and I think that's what it is for me is because I often feel like I, it's almost more like I, like I get a message, like I seek wisdom when I go into the DMT realm, you know what I mean? It's yeah. instead of, you know, being able to reflect or analyze a situation in my own life, you know, as, as for me, how it is with psilocybin. So I, I agree with that as well. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it, like uh, LSD, is my go-to um, and I see uh, there's there's a lot of people that I know that uh, that have never tried psychedelics that are more willing to go into mushrooms than they are willing to go into LSD and that to me blows my mind because mushrooms for me are way more difficult way more difficult because they get they get into my emotion really 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 hard yeah really hard while lsd takes me away from myself you know yeah you know uh, yeah i I, for me i I can i can agree with that too um but i think for me it's good for what i need you know the psilocybin and going in there because sometimes i i use it to help me um you know help me kind of I guess come to grips or accept or whatever it is that I need to do with something in my life, whether it's something in my past present or, you know, a decision I still have yet to make. Um, so yeah, I can agree with that. And it does get pretty emotional, man. It does. As opposed to DMT. Well, LSD for me, um, I don't know. It, it, uh, I, I've, I've had a few, um, 
a few experiences with LSD. Um, and um, I don't know. I guess it's not for me, man. Like I can, I did, I did microdose with LSD and uh, one CP LSD, and that was fucking like perfect, you know. And, and yeah. it did help me. But like um, taking, you know, more than a tab for me is like fucking just melting in my brain. <laughs> like yeah, I can't no, even I control that. <laughs> understand that man uh there was there was a time there where uh i was getting my hands on one plsd and i was eating that shit like candy like Mm -hmm. like i took a 10 strip one time and that shit fucking blew my mind so like when you talk about melting i know exactly what you're talking about well you know what then there's also a um there's also people who are more sensitive to certain compounds and then other ones are not and it's it's a little weird like um I was talking to a mushroom man last night on the phone about um, ibogaine because he said the same thing about um, I don't remember what which one he was talking about, but I was like, yeah, you know, I, you know, with weed, it's kind of like that with me with 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 cannabis. You know, I I'm like, no thanks. <laughs> you know, I'm like a one hit and I'm fucking good. It's ever since, especially more so since uh, experiencing you know these substances, um, but. I told him about, um, I had a conversation with um, this lady named Kate McCabe, who I did a podcast with too, not too long ago. And she is the, or or one of the co-hosts of the Phoenix Psychedelics group, you know, like the more, um, like official, you know, (laughs) group here in Phoenix. And uh, she was telling me about this test that they can do for people um, where they test for a certain gene, uh, and I was like, what? And she's like, yeah, there's this gene that they test for. And and to be honest, I haven't looked it up since I talked to her, but I it, it brought it back up last night. But um, they can tell whether you're going to be, you know, more susceptible to or more susceptible to, to have like a what people would consider as a bad trip, you know, because because of the sensitivity to the compound. I haven't looked mm-hmm. into it, man, but. I, I think that there is definitely, well, obviously everybody's fucking different, right? But oh, yeah, um, of course. Uh, my girlfriend, she's been, uh, she, she's very, very straight edge. Like she, she's never drank alcohol. She's only, man, a, a single puff of marijuana gets mm-hmm. her so high that she's like getting green sick <laughs> and throwing up. Bro. It's, yeah. it's intense. But he, you know, I was, I've been since, since, she's been with me i've been with her for almost 10 years she's seen a transformation in me from where what i was nice where i am now and uh she's been curious as to trying psilocybin or lsd maybe more psilocybin than lsd but i i wonder if um just simply because of her sensitivity to marijuana that she may have an extremely difficult time with psilocybin you know i think um like everything, like everybody else, starting off small, dipping your toes, and then you know, learning, you know, the 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 breathing, and also all these techniques that, uh, you know, I mean, I'm I'm sure you know how to how to how to go about it, but I, and I'm I think ultimately for me, with psilocybin, it's it was also me kind of like practicing how to be okay with the experience because it can get really anxiety ridden where you're just like, fuck, I'm going to fucking die. Call an ambulance. (laughs) That can happen. (laughs) It it certainly can. I've definitely been in those positions, man. But fuck, man, I took a, 
uh, what was it, five tabs uh, on two, uh, Monday night, Monday night. And uh, fuck, I just, me and my buddy were walking around. I walked down to the, the gas station to go get a pack of smokes, come back home. And on my way back, like fucking that, the, all the tabs just started kicking in all at once. And I was like, uh, oh, fuck, I'm just feeling like dripping sweat. My heart started racing, pounding. And I was like, holy shit, fuck, man. And like, <laughs> I, I brought my friend over to come over and hang out, watch some movies or something. Like, for like three hours when I was up in bed, just cooled up in sweat, just had a fucking anxiety the entire time. Damn, but I man. fucking had that anxiety and I felt so fucking good. I felt yeah. so fucking empowered after that. And that's why but, I always do those high doses is because I they, they always hit me with fucking just the just the most anxiety that I can fucking take. And it's just it feels like I'm gonna die or it feels like mm-hmm. something terrible is gonna happen to me. And as long as I can just fucking sit there and sit with that anxiety and realize that I'm going to be okay after like two or three hours, dude, that fucking intense anxiety goes away and I just feel so good. And I, and and I, I know what you're talking about and I, and I'm sure that it does something to your brain where, you know, afterwards you're like, man, that ain't shit. You know, you get that, that (laughs) attitude where you're like everything else, that's nothing. And that's kind of like, the one big thing for me, you know, where I recognize that in is, you know, <clears throat> growing up the way that I did and being so used to violence and seeing violence, I was always like, man, that ain't nothing, bro. Just let it, let it go. You know, where otherwise people would be getting so upset about, you know, somebody calling them a name or it's like, the fuck yeah. out of here, dude. Or, you know, being in a, like a life or death situation and coming back into normal life or whatever, you're like, you know, I've been in shittier situations, so I know that, you know, I can, I can handle this, you know? And I think yeah. that's, uh, for me, it, it's helped me out in that case, in that way as well. Just, just from the, just from the come up, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and that's dude. one small aspect of the entire experience, you know? Yeah. A tiny aspect. Just yeah. so. Yeah. I, I, that's where the, most of my anxiety hits me is right at the come up. Uh, you, and it just builds off of that. Did you have issues with anxiety like prior to all this stuff or, or now? I did. I, I did. I've always, I, I have always had issues with anxiety, social anxiety and things like that. But, um, I, uh, I saw it as a weakness. So instead of playing into the weakness, I would do things like I got a job working at Costco as the food demos. So I'd have to fucking sit there and oh, yeah. cook food in front of people, talk yeah. to people and try to sell that shit. Yeah. Or like I would, I got a job working at Dish Network. So I had to fucking go to people's oh, houses shit, yeah. in their comfort zones, be out of <clears throat> my comfort zone, go into somebody else's comfort zone and yeah. deal with that in person. And that's just the kind of shit that I've fucking dealt with my entire life. That's how I've dealt with my shit. Do you know what though? But that that means you do have some kind of tool, like you're equipped with some kind of a method to to come to overcome and and adapt to things. Like I did the same exact thing, man. When I came back from being overseas, I had a lot of like anxiety and heightened awareness type shit. And I remember when I first started getting more serious about you know you know getting right was um, I went to this. like an in-house, like an in-house treatment center at the VA here um, in Prescott, and in the groups, like we had group meetings and shit like that. I would sit in the front, 
and I would just sit there for like an hour with this fucking anxiety of all these people behind me and just like, I mean, sweating and shit, you know, until it just died down until eventually I was just up in the front and encouraging motherfuckers to talk. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think that's good for you. I'm, I'm, uh, it's good that you have that, you know, that, that shows that you have something in your mind that's, that's, you know, either you created or somebody instilled in you that, you know, will help you along your way. I mean, it's not the end all to be all, but that still shows some, some good stuff, man. It's, it's, it's just, you know, it's the refrain of trying to become a better you, you know, don't let those things living. It was, it was my grandpa, man. My grandpa always, he was one of the only people in my life that ever had any faith in me. He, he, you know, everybody else around me was just pushing me off onto somebody else. You deal with this, you deal with this, you deal with this. And you know, they really broke me down as a person, as a child, you know, broke me down. And, uh, my grandpa was one of the only people that was, that was, you know, pushing me to, to not deal with that shit. Don't Mm -hmm. deal with that. You're, you are worth, you're worth. That's good. do something with yourself, make yourself yeah. worth something. Don't feed into other people's bullshit. Mm-hmm. And it, it pushed me. It really did. Let's talk about that, man. Um, so tell, tell us, or uh, and tell me about, um, you know, your childhood or how you grew up and, uh, you know, eventually your path to, into getting into psychedelics or whatnot. So, um, I was, I was kicked out of my mom's house at a, I was, uh, I want to say like I was 11 and I ended up going to live with my grandparents for a little while, did a couple of years of school with them. Uh, and then I went back for my, went back to go live with my mom for freshman year of high school and freshman year of high school was when, or I guess, I guess my first, my before I got kicked out of my mom's house, there were a couple of things that happened one of the things that happened was I met a girl named Monica and she, her, her mom was a prostitute and a meth head. And it was just a bad scene. I was trying to take her out of there and bring her into my house to help her. Mm-hmm. Now she was in turn kind of like bringing some bad habits and bad shit into my house. Like she was, uh, she was bringing weed into our house and she was bringing cocaine into our house and shit like that. And for a while we were just getting kind of like twacked out and fucked up. And yeah. uh, we would, the thing that, that, that drove it home was I stole my mom's car and my mom was literally just around the block. So I don't know why the fuck we thought it was a good idea. She saw a fucking stealer car. She's fucking blocked us off in the roads so that we couldn't fucking go anywhere. Pulled my ass out of the car and then fucking called my grandma and was like, I'm getting him a plane ticket. He's coming out tomorrow. He's packing his stuff tonight. Um, and I was out, out of there. So uh, when I was living with my grandma, I had no access, my, my, no access to drugs, nothing like that. Uh, my dad was never, my dad was in Billings, uh, but he was not in my life at mm-hmm. all. He was just kind of free floating, doing whatever yeah. the fuck he does. How old were you when you, when you went to your grandparents? I, I was, I, I was like 12, 11 or 12. I know okay. that, uh, for the first time I went to my grandparents' house. Okay. And then, um, when I was 
so after that school year, I ended up going back to my mom's house because I was like, please, mom, I'll be good. I'll be good. I'll be good. I'll be good. Was not good. Was not good. I, I stopped going to school. Like I would go to school. I would get there for first period and then I'd be like, I got to go to the bathroom. And then I'd fuck off because there was this forest that was behind our school that was like se- like fucking several acre- eight acres of, of just thick, dense forest. Yeah. So I'd just go hide off in the forest. <clears throat> we, had a, we had a few spots we would meet up with a bunch of different people and smoke weed and get high and just fucking hang out. Eventually, I was expelled from that school and then I went back out to live with my grandparents again. And at that point... Uh, I, I just, I'd just given up at school, dude. I, uh, I was kicked out of every single high school I had ever gone to. I ended up going to, uh, homeschool that like for my grandparents that, and that's, this is still freshman year. Mm-hmm. Like, and then, then I went back to my mom's house one last time and, uh, for, for, sophomore year and i only had like fucking two credits to my name yeah <laughs> fuck man that's like fuck this so i dropped out got a job dropped out got my ged got a job had a baby <laughs> and the relationship with the lady when i had a baby was not good and eventually it got to the point to where i was kicked out of my mom's house for smoking weed this was we were in portland oregon Okay. This was a year before we became legal. I was kicked out of my house before uh, I was kicked out of my mom's house for smoking weed. She took my last ounce of weed and flushed it down the toilet in front of me, told me to fuck off and get the fuck out of her house. That was like my last paycheck. Like I spent it to buy a little bit of weed so I could sell some weed to my friends so that I could have a little bit of money until I could get my next job. Yeah. Like, so then I was kicked out of my house. I was, I got hooked on pills, living on the street, breaking into houses, and I got a hold of this girl that I was that I had talked to in high school when I was living out in Montana and I was like, "Hey, yo, man, I'm in a really fucking bad spot. I need a I need a place to fucking stay. Do you think that you could help me out?" And uh she couldn't help me out, but my dad ended up helping me out. And my dad took me in and I was addicted to pills and shit and fucking (sighs) that ended up turning into a bad situation where I ended up getting kicked out of his house too. So, but the lady that I'm with now, she ended up taking me in. Her parents ended up taking me in and I was kind of fucked up to them. I was stealing her dad's pills and shit and fucking getting, getting real fucking high, taking advantage of people around me all fucking lost in the sauce. Yeah. And uh eventually I found a f- uh fucking online source for uh I quit I got off pills and I, I found an online source for fucking LSD for mm-hmm. uh research can a one P L S D and I was like, Oh shit, fuck man, I'm fucking I've never really <clears throat> fucked acid before, but I've heard my dad tell me a bunch of stories about acid. This shit's gonna be fucking cool. So like I took I don't know. I took like 50 bucks and I bought like three hits of acid and I take one hit of acid and I was just blown the fuck away. I was like, what in the fuck is this? Holy fucking shit. So uh, I, I did a little, I did a bunch of research on it. And then, uh, 
uh, I waited a couple of weeks and I took the, the last two tabs that I had and it was even fucking stronger and even more beautiful than it was before. And so it, I ended up getting into this habit of just buying a bunch of fucking tabs of acid and taking like yeah. two or three times at a time. And then there was one night I got really fucking cocky and I, I let my ego get a hold of me and I was like, fuck it, I'm going to do it. I'm going to take a 10 strip and I'm going to fucking, I'm going to melt. I'm going to go crazy. It's going to be awesome. And I take a 10 strip and I'm fucking, I remember I, I did the whole, I did the whole thing on, on Reddit, like as a live trip report. And like, I had, <laughs> I had like people fucking like, I had, I'd like worked it up for like a week, like people telling people, yeah, I'm going to do this fucking live trip report on this subreddit, come down, come down, come check it out, come down. And fuck it. I ended up doing it. I, I take the fucking 10 strips at the, at the, at, 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 I take the whole 10 strip in one go and I'm sitting there at the computer, typing to people, typing to people. And all of a sudden I get a, I get one message from a dude and he's like, be careful. Every time I take high doses, they always kick in harder. And like, as soon as he said that, I started noticing like all of the letters are like, some of them are like super big and some, some of them are bold and some of them are like shit starting to get all fucking weird. And I'm like, Oh shit. I'm looking over at my girlfriend, <laughs> looking over at my girlfriend on the couch and she's like, you okay. And I was like, uh, yeah. And she gets up and she goes outside to go smoke a cigarette. And I'm sitting there at my computer and I'm just looking at the screen, like staring hard. And it's just a white screen with like just some text on the left side. And in all of the white, I can just see all these fucking like patterns just fucking just shooting up in front of me. And like, this is 20 minutes in and like, I was not expecting uh -huh. to be by this early on. And I was like, oh my God, I got to go lay down. So I laid down in my bed and... I, I just, I had that thought just, just immediately I'm dead. I'm dying. I've done it. I've fucked up my brain. I took 10 hits of acid. I'm fucking, I'm done. I'm done for. And I, I just sat there and I thought about that fucking moment for just forever. It just seemed so long that I thought I was going to die. And it just came to this point to where I was okay with it. Like, yeah. all right, well, I'm, I'm in my bed. Like, I'm not freezing cold. I'm not outside. My, my kids are in bed asleep. My girlfriend is chilling like on the couch, watching some TV and like, I'm good. It's all good. And if I die right here, they're taken care of. They're good. It's all good. And like, I don't know what it was, but that thought right there just changed the entire fucking thing. And like my whole body just became like this, just, it felt like, uh, you know, those, those glass balls that have the electricity, those plasma balls, right? Yeah. 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 That's what the inside of my body felt like, but the electricity was like orgasmic energy. And like, like ever since that fucking 10 strip experience, like I have absolutely no suicidal ideation, no suicidal tendencies or anything like that. And suicidal ideation. I've been thinking about suicide and killing myself since I was like six years old. Man. So when I turned, when I turned like 20, when I was 27, this happened like last year. So like it, it, it's been, it's blown my mind. Like, cause I, it's the first time in my entire life that I'm not thinking about either killing myself or being dead or just, just wanting to be dead. And it's huge. Man fucking huge for me, man.
That's why I'm fucking so huge into it. Like I've never felt this way in my entire life. That's fucking crazy, man. Just right away. How, now, how long into your, um, like from the first time that you, that you tried the, the one P, uh, to this it was like eight months, oh, eight months to, to get to the point to where I was ready to take 10. Like, Damn. because I was, I was, I was really, cause for, for a while it was, I was doing it. Like my friends were coming over. I was the only one that was doing it. None of my friends were interested mm-hmm. in it. It was all kind of scary to them. So I was doing it, but then it got to this point to where my friends just kind of all, we all just kind of like went our separate ways and just kind of like yeah. sat at home. And I would, you know, I didn't fall out of my routine. Like I was still going to do my acid because it made me feel good throughout the week. Like yeah. it made me feel happy. But uh-huh. like, um, so, so when I was doing that by myself, it was a completely different experience. Huh. And, and even now I trip more by myself alone than I do with anybody else. Because yeah. when I trip, I try to make sure my, my kids are asleep. If mm-hmm. my kids are asleep, that means my lady's upstairs. She's already asleep. So yeah. I'm alone. Mm-hmm. And that's how I do it. Like I don't usually trip out with a friend. And if I'm tripping out with a friend, it's because I'm helping them because yeah. they've never done it before. Now, when you, so what is it for you when you get into that space? Um, what is it that you do in terms of like, do you just kind of let ride the wave or do you have the, an intent or how, how does it work for you? I just ride it, man. And I, I take, I take my tabs and um, I usually, I usually just kind of like start, I start a show with the intent to just watch one episode because I know if I watch one episode of that show, I'll be already in the fucking thrusts of the fucking, of the come up. And then <laughs> yeah. all I can do is just turn off my TV and just sit with it because I know that the yeah. next, like I said, man, I don't usually take under, under five. Seriously. Jeez. Five is like my golden, like where I go to like, I, and then I just sit with that and I mm-hmm. sit with that feeling because I know that my anxiety is going to rise up and I know that I know it and I need to sit with it because anxiety or first off suicidal ideation used to be my biggest problem. And that used to be a thing that used to spiral through my head all the time mm-hmm. until I took those 10 hits and then it stopped. And I don't know if I'm supposed to be doing working the same kind of way with anxiety is yeah. sitting with them sitting with that anxiety, working it up to the point to where I can sit with the anxiety of what a 10 strip feels like, because mm-hmm. my God, it's not necessarily fun, man. Like it, sure. and that's, and that's why I, that's why I, that's what I tell all my friends. Like I'm not necessarily doing this for fun because yeah. I can guarantee you the first three to four hours, two to four hours is not necessarily fun. I'm having anxiety. I'm sweating my balls off because I'm fucking <laughs> terrified dude i feel like i'm gonna die (laughs) it's not necessarily fun but it gets to a point to where it becomes manageable it gets to a point to where it becomes interesting and and to where you can sit and and actually smile and think about what's Mm -hmm. going on for me dude um how um how long ago was it that that uh that you first tried that one p uh that was about two years ago, I want to say, because, uh, uh, yeah, it was two years ago. Cause even the website that they have now was 
is not even around. Like they sold mm. their inventory. And like, that's, that's when I started also growing my own mushrooms was because mm-hmm. I couldn't figure out where to get any more one P that was a yeah. legit source, you know? Yeah. I don't want to throw my money at something that I can't guarantee I'm going to get. Of course. Yeah. Um, dude, LSD is crazy, man. You know, uh, I've never really had a, um, a breakthrough experience um with lsd but i have had an experience with 2ce that was very similar to you know all the the descriptions and trip reports and and stories that i hear from people that they have with lsd um you know because at the end of the day you know the, the these compounds yeah they shape different they may be named different but there's a certain part of your brain that you know, just goes and then you're in like the state of mind or even like, even like DMT, like that DMT realm. Um, you know, I find I've found myself in a, this very similar realm with psilocybin. So, you know, oh, yeah. they're all just tools to get to this place or the state of mind or whatever. But I, I had one like that with TCE dude for like the first like the first, and I've never, I think I've tried TCB like a week before. So, uh, here I am thinking 2CB, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I take 2CE and I'm like, this is not 2CB. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't tried any of the 2C um, analogs. Those are those oh. are ones that I haven't had a fucking any experience with. Dude, I, I swear to God for like the, for like the first two or three hours um, – and my dumb ass ate this big ass fucking burrito right, right after I took it. And I was like, oh shit, I just took that fuck. And I was like, I know I'm going to regret this, dude. <laughs> and uh, and I remember talking to somebody uh, on the site and I was like, I'm on the edge of a cliff with a fucking something. I said some stupid ass shit about this fucking burrito. I just started laughing. Ah! And then I just went to this fucking spiral, bro, for like three hours where I was like, what the fuck is happening to me? Like, what is this? I was like, who the fuck is playing this trick on me? And then, like, I think somebody had poisoned me. And, like, and then, you know, I went into this complete, like, vision, like, hallucination where I just saw these cactus, like, just billions of cactus, like, in all of my view. And I was just, like, just, like, laying on my bed. And I was zooming into these cactus, and they all had these big old mouths with, like, these huge teeth, and they were just like... And I was like, was like <laughs> for like 30 fucking minutes. Dude, I was like, <laughs> and then I, I, I got stuck in my mind thinking about, um, I forgot what it was, but it was about how human, like as humans, we, you know, we didn't have shit in the beginning and then we started getting technology because even a wheel is a tech is a piece of technology, you know? Um, I mean, it's machinery, but it's, it's something that helps us with, you know, some type of luxury it's like a luxury right but yeah Yeah. then then we start getting these ideas and then next thing it's all about ownership and being on top and being the king and we need a king and we need a president and just like this entire evolution of like how you know we as humans just just it's it's so fucking tiring dude and then i like Mm -hmm. It took me, uh, I think the whole thing lasted like 12, 14 hours, but like maybe six hours, six or eight hours between there into it. I had jumped in the shower because I was fucking sweat. I, I was like, dude, I need, to, I need to bring my temperature down. And I jumped in the shower, dude, and I'm sitting there, standing there in my shower, 
staring at my hands and shit. And all of a sudden I was like, what the fuck am I doing? And I was like, what is this? And I was like, I feel like I could control my fucking mind. Like everything that I'm thinking of is happening. And then I was like, you know what? I think I can make this stop. And I fucking literally just stood straight up, dude. And I could feel my toes from the tip of my toes, my hips, my legs, my chest, my, my shoulders, my neck. And I just bink. And I was sober. I had literally gotten sober. Yeah. Like all the effects went away. All the, the thoughts I was thinking straight. And I was like, I'm fucking sober right now. Like what the fuck is this tripping came back out. And I, I told my wife, I was like, how long was I in there for? And she was like, I don't know, like 45 minutes. And I was like, I sort of got to feel like I was in there for two fucking weeks. Like no joke. I just spent this entire time in my head. <laughs> oh my that shit was rough, dude. And and it, it changed me, man. It was good. It changed me. <laughs> Yeah, that uh, that sounds really fucking disorienting. I've never was. been, I've never been in a trip where I fucking forgot what the fuck I was doing. I've it been was in so trips intense. Boat, like, like when I was walking, I was literally taking like the same step over and over again, where I felt like I'm just in this fucking loop of taking the next step <laughs> over, like I'm just stuck in this loop, and I'm like, what the fuck? And stopping, looking around, am I moving? Am I actually fucking walking? I don't even know. You just got to keep going. I just got to keep going. Just have that in my head. Yeah, these, uh, man, it, it it really trips me out, you know, that the shit that we put ourselves through sometimes, like sometimes we're just I, I, like, I think about the shit that I go through in some of these trips and I'm like, why the fuck? Like this shit is like, it's not, it's not fun sometimes, dude. Like sometimes no, you're not. like, this is hard. Like this, like the first two hours on that trip, I remember telling my wife, I was like, this is painful. Like my entire, like my back was hurting. It was weird. I had just had this pain in my entire body and I was like this does not feel good but I'm going to continue because there's no going back yeah you can't stop it now man yeah that's that's uh you know I've got a friend of mine who who does acid with me every once in a while or psychedelics I should just say because he'll he'll fuck with whatever yeah um and but he he always has reservations about taking them and I just keep telling him like man if if you got to kind of, sometimes you got to, you got to go deep. It's yeah. like, he's always taking like, say like mushrooms. He'll take like a gram of mushrooms or like one hit of acid. And like every time he's coming back from his trips, he's always like, man, I wish I would have taken more. I wish I would have taken yeah. more. But then when he comes up front with it, he's always, no, I just want to take a little bit. I just want to take a little bit. Uh, and you tell him, man, it's not about having fun. Not yeah. all the time. Yeah, it's not about having fun all the time. Sometimes it's fun. That's the thing. Sometimes yeah. it's fun. Yeah, I agree. I, I, you know, for the first two years, um, when I was when I first started with psilocybin, I, that's what I was doing for like two years. I was doing micro, I was microdosing too, and you know, I was doing like maybe a gram and a half, two grams, three grams here and there, like a handful of times. And um, it wasn't until last year that I was like, "Fuck it, go all the way in, man," or or, or well, also for me, it was because I also used it for um, for healing, you know, like I wanted to kind of, you know, I had been in a bunch of other type of, you know, the whole thing with going to the, you know, the hospital, the rehab centers, the PTSD clinics, all that. Um, you know, I wanted to try something out for myself and by myself, you know, kind of put the power back into my hands and uh, 
you know, I got to that point where I was like, I, I'm going to have to go deep, man, because you know, there's, I, I got to a point where I kind of plateaued, you know, where I was like, okay, I made some pretty good advancements, but like right now I feel like nothing is really happening and it's almost becoming like a recreational thing for me, which is fine. If people want to fucking just do it recreationally, I don't give a shit. But uh, for me, I was like, nah, you know, I got, I got to go deep. So, Uh, and then once I did, man, that was it, man. That was it. It it changed your life. It fucking changed everything. It's a continuous thing too, you know, Yeah. (laughs) which is great. I I just feel like sometimes people um, get knocked off of that cycle of, look, man, if you weren't doing this, you're probably going to like, for me, I, I would be taking medication. And I'm not just going to stop taking my medication when I feel good. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> so no, I for sure. Like I, I totally get that because I've tried, I've tried medications before. I've been on Zoloft and uh, yeah. fucking Seroquel and fucking, I've been on a fucking more medication than I want to be fucking ever attached to. Like, and none of them fucking worked. You know, they, I, I mean, I guess they worked. They took away the bad feelings, but they took away all the, good feelings too and it was the good feelings that i still enjoyed having (laughs) you know and it just it's for me this this stuff works for me yeah i felt that too man you know i i remember being like the 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 cons outweigh the pros for this and we i've tried multiple times and multiple different types of medication and i'm like you know, I'm fed up with it, you know, frankly, I'm, I'm just fed up with it. I'm pretty pissed off about this too, because it's taken, you know, six, seven years and I'm still at fucking square one when with psilocybin in three fucking years, I had made more advancements, you know, in that, in that time I was just yeah. like, fuck dude, I'm flying right now, man. But, um, yeah, seriously. and when you feel good and you look back at all of that about like how you felt in the past, you're like, how do I, how did I even fucking allow myself to fucking feel that way? Yeah. It's crazy, man. I, I think about like, um, I was talking to my wife about my, my son was saying shit in the bathroom when he was taking a shower. He was saying like dick ass and pussy and stuff like that. And he's like, <laughs> he just turned eight years old. You know, he's still young. And my wife is like, kind of you know reprimanding him about it and just being like hey and i was like well hold on hold on hold on i'm like look he's gonna be doing worse shit in the next coming years in that fucking bathroom you know <laughs> like let's be real and i was like um you know i find that with like for me you know the more somebody told me not to do something the more i wanted to fucking do it i'm like fuck you first of all and then yeah, um who are you? Fuck. yeah first of all that and then um, it's more enticing, but I think um, I think making the the statement of not like hey don't do it, but you know there's a time and a place for everything. You know what I mean? And figuring out when it is right for you, you know, and uh, because if if I made him feel bad about it, and I mean that's another thing too. Like he has to be able to accept himself, and um, you know, for me telling him that that what he does there, what I do is like a bad thing. Like, uh, you know, that's going to be another part of himself that he, maybe he's going to have a struggle with, you know, accepting. And I'm like, just do what you do, but respect your mom. She doesn't want to hear that shit, so don't say it around her. I'm like, around me, yeah, I don't give a shit, sure. man. Yeah. <laughs> Or even like school, dude. Don't be cussing kids out. You know what I mean? Like, come on, man. Yeah. The teacher's gonna come and talk to me, and 
you know, what am I going to do? So I think with, um, even with like taking these substances is kind of one of them things where like, for me, I had, a, I had, I'll get my fill of something. I'll get to a point where I'm like, okay, all right, I've had enough. You know, I don't need to say fuck 20 times a day. You know what I mean? I understand. And now, you know, you use things sparingly or now you understand moderation. You know, I, I feel like there's a very small amount of us who you can tell in the beginning, like, moderation is key or, you know, don't do that. And they're like, okay, got it. I won't do it ever again. And, or, or, you know, and and they, they do, but I think that percentage is small. You know, most of the people are like, fuck you. I'm going to fucking do. All right. All right. I won't do it. And then as soon as they ain't looking, you know, they're out fucking doing what they want to fucking do. I think, well, I mean, that's, that's the thing that a lot of people, um, I think forget is that your children are just little people. They have their own will, their own drive, you know, they're yeah. not you know, little clones of you as much as a lot of parents would like to think they are. They are individual human beings with yeah. their own drive and will. Yeah, I, uh, I was talking to somebody about that, you know, when you become a parent, it, it, it's, it, you benefit from it, too. And you benefit from it, at least for me. And from what I see is, um, you know, all these things, like like even just the simple thing of saying, you know, um, mean what you say, say what you mean, right? Um, that reinforces it. You know, I'm here, if I'm going to sit here and tell my son something, then, you know, I start looking at myself a little bit closer because, you know, I'm like, I really want him to see the example for me as well. So I have to keep myself on my toes, you know, and for me, that's what's benefited me when it comes to, you know, being a father is, um, is that aspect for sure, man. Yeah, no, I, and, um, to, to run off of that, uh, you know, setting the example for your kids, um, recently, uh, it's been kind of stressful at home and I've been kind of short fused and I have totally noticed that both of my kids are affected by that because they are showing that same kind of short fusedness too. And, you know, uh, situation aside, I really need to fucking take into consideration the people around me and how my actions really do affect, especially my children's because they, because they look up to me, you know, they are your kids and they do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh fuck yeah man i remember dude my son um my my firstborn no my second uh, son when he was like oh, fuck i don't remember how old he was i think it was like two two and a half i don't know somewhere around there he had just learned started learning how to talk and he was having you know complete sentences you know and um one day my wife was like i fucking heard him cussing in the room the other day and i was like I was like, of course, that fucking kid's cussing with his bigger brothers. You know what I mean? I fucking, and she's like, bullshit. And I'm like, swear to God. And she's like, nah, I don't believe it. And I was like, hey, uh, hey Chito, come here. Come, Chito. Get over here, man. He's like, what's up, Dan? He's a little kid. I mean, a little small guy. He gets up on the bed. I'm like, come sit right here in front of me and mom. And he sits down in front of us. And I'm like, um, you know all the cuss words? And he's like, Hmm? <laughs> he's not looking at his mom and looking at me like what the yeah. fuck's going on Uh-oh, I'm, like, and, uh, and I'm like i'm like hey papa i'm uh, you're not gonna get in trouble right now man i just i want to know for sure what it is and 
mom, don't think you know. And I was like, just shake your head up and down, yes or no. And he's like, okay. And I was like, do you know the S word? And he's like, I said the sh, sh word. And he's like, mm. and my wife's <laughs> like, and I was like, do you know the, f, the F word? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, do you know the B word? He's like, yeah. And I was like, do you know the monk word? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, and my wife was just like, fuck this whole time. And I was like, say it. He's like, no, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. But it, that shit fucking, uh, it tripped her out, man, big time. It tripped her out. Um, fucking, um, I w- uh, what's his name mean? Um, I- I- I've been loving doing all this shit, man. Getting on here and having conversations with a lot of people. And uh, um, <laughs> sometimes we start talking about some crazy shit. Like I was talking to uh, G Money and a few other people afterwards about artificial intelligence, dude. And I was talking oh, to my God. kids about it too and my wife. And, and you know, oh my God, dude, that's, uh, that's something else, bro. Like that shit scares the shit out of me too, man. Yeah, no, for reals, dude. I was I was watching a Joe Rogan thing not too long ago, and they were they brought it up, and I, ah, man, it's it's spooky shit. Like it could fuck it yeah. could fuck and kill everything, it, like just with a switch. Just it's all over. Yeah, and, I mean, who's to say? Like it's it doesn't already exists it's just like <laughs> hiding in low like oh fuck you were saying something to g money earlier today or g money said i i, I was listening to that podcast earlier yeah. and and like one of you guys said something and it just blew my mind and i was like oh fuck oh fuck i gotta stop this shit right, right. now oh, no. <laughs> yeah I get, I get like that sometimes see and some people don't want to hear it dude like some people do not want to hear it it's kind of the same oh, thing with psychedelics bro like um you know how um you you tell these stories with me and i'm like yeah of course yeah i know what that's like but you try to tell somebody yeah. who's never used psychedelics you know what it's like and they're like why would you even fucking do that to yourself you know no, like please, you that? I, that's that's my mission like i <laughs> my mission is to seriously bring this to as many people as i fucking can and provide them provide them a place to do it like i yeah. I've already I've already given several of my friends their first experiences and i don't plan on stopping like well it's, I'll, I'll tell you this man right now dude i think this is why there's so many fucking places like mexico south america you know all these places where you can go to these centers is because our country is is like fuck that the the schedule the what is it called the scheduled substance act in 1970 where they put all these um all these substances uh, as a schedule one two three you know the whole when they came up with the whole fucking thing um fuck man how do you have methamphetamine is schedule two but weed and lsd is schedule one that doesn't make any fucking sense dude it doesn't make any sense that there's even a fucking schedule man you know no, what I mean? right it doesn't it doesn't make any sense at all see here's here's my perfect dream of fucking what we should have we i think as an american or as a human being let me take that yeah. back not american as a human being i should be able to go down to the corner store and pick up whatever drug i want with of the highest purity you know controlled all fucking you know they're already doing it with the weed shit where you can only buy so much a day or so much a month whatever you know and then take that shit home you're not going to get rid of a black market at all you may as well just 
make the highest quality fucking shit and give it to people. That's yeah. what people, that's what the government, or that's what I think the government or people should do. Well, because I think, I, no, go ahead. I, I mean, they're kind of already doing it, man. And with cannabis is, is, is the, it's the front runner in the show of basically, you know, pushing back the, the 1970 sub, uh, scheduling act. You know what I mean? It really is. Yeah. And if you look at all the shit that cannabis has gone through, it literally is paving the way for all the rest of the plants and, and fungus and other things that we may not know about yet. Um, and it's jumping through all the hoops and everything. And all these people are getting, yeah, they're, they're gaining experience and we're seeing it happen in front of us. We're seeing it unfold. And I think it's, 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 it's a, Good thing that we have that. I mean, cannabis is a gateway drug. It's a gateway to the fucking cosmos, and it's a gateway to fucking the the freedom to to be able to fucking um, you know, to have that choice. You know, um, yeah, that is a, a huge cannabis is a fucking plant, dude. Like, come on, <laughs> yeah, no, it's a plant. How do you make a plant illegal? But you like. What's uh, you change people's right. perspectives? You you put pro, you push propaganda out like they did, and and it and it scares the shit out of people. And and you can use uh, all the bigotry and shit of the time. You know, I was talking to to Prairie mm-hmm. Drummer about this the other day about how you know in the twenties with all these guys who were invested in cotton and all this shit, and they had a big influx of Mexicans who came into into the you know middle America where all the farming was at, and you know they they put this label marijuana on this plant called cannabis and it was to to kind of accent that with all these fucking mexicans and then they came up with all this propaganda about you know how they were smoking this this tobacco this wild tobacco that was what they called it when in fact that's not what they were calling it you know what i mean and um then fucking reefer madness and all this shit it was it was a perfect storm and we're still uh, you know uh, it was a perfect propaganda campaign that we're still dealing with now a hundred fucking years later, you know. Well, with, without a doubt, you know, I'm still, I'm still talking to, uh, to people who believe like if you take acid or mushrooms, like you'll turn into a cup of orange juice or shit. <laughs> like that, you know? hey, just, hey, where the fuck did that like, come from, dude? I have no fucking clue, man. Somebody, I have no clue. Somebody, whoever, whoever came up with that, they they came up with the perfect fucking thing. It had to have been like a, a movie or some shit, right? Yeah, because like that's fucking scary. Like if but that, I turned into a glass orange. But I'd see that that is what it is, man. You know, it's fear. It's people being afraid that of what they think things may be. You know what I mean? But I think that's why it's good that cannabis is is in the place that it's at because we're actually seeing examples of it. You know, we're seeing what's happening. It's almost like a live social experiment. You know what I mean? And it's almost proving yeah. people wrong, but you know, like the DEA, what they're doing, they're, they're like the last fucking thing to go right now. That Because we there's politicians who are even, and they may just be saying it just for votes. But, you know, I've met local politicians who had like a little get together for, um, it was a back to school thing for the kids. And, and there was a, a couple of dispensaries that were sponsoring it. And they had bought like all these backpacks full of fucking back to school um, supplies. And I remember looking at the lady and I was like, you're cool with this. And she was like, Oh yeah. She's like, you know, when I was a kid, my Nana used to put the, the weed and the alcohol and she used to rub people's legs with it. And I was like, no shit. She's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool, man. You know, that's a generational thing. Right. But yeah. the biggest thing is not people not being able to 
to conduct the research to to prove that there's a medicinal value to these plants and and fungus. Absolutely, and and that's that's why we need to. Or it would be great to have these all of all chemicals, all of them decriminalized because you're not going to stop anybody from getting what they want. Like if like DMT, dude. If you really want DMT, you can go out and you can get it, or you can make it. Just join dmtworld.com or .net and um, in, yeah. in a few weeks, you'll have all the knowledge you need to fucking... Absolutely. <laughs> to make you know, an extraction. If you want something, if somebody wants something, especially when... It, I, you know, okay. I was talking to one of... Uh, I have this this friend. He's a homeless guy. He, he, he I, I started talking to him one day. He was just flying signs. So I, I stopped by him one day and I threw, threw a bunch of mushrooms at him and I threw a couple of tabs of acid at him and I just started oh, talking shit. to him. So I was talking to him and he was, he says there are three currencies in the world. And he says the three currencies are drugs, sex, yeah, drugs, sex, and food, because you can live, you can, you can trade, you can trade drugs for sex. You can trade drugs for food. You can trade food for drugs. You know, it's, those are the real three currencies of the world. And those are the real three things that we can get and work with, with each other. Like money really isn't anything. Not when you really think about it. Not when it comes yeah, down it's a, to it. It's a means to an end, right? It's, yeah. I want B and I need A. Or, you know, it's, it's, that's what, that's what it is for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> um. I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. I, to, for me, I, I've heard people say all, all, all of the, you know, maybe bring up a bunch of good points, even like the, the legalization of, 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 of these, some of these plants. And I understand, you know, overnight shit is probably going to bring up a lot more problems than it is in the long term type of way, which ultimately for me, I believe it's going to be, you know, this ain't going to happen overnight, but I think yeah. just like the same way that people's, um, perspectives were swayed by propaganda i think that you know we can sway you know society's opinion again by you know being the example being an example in our community um also you know being part of these online communities and you know spreading knowledge and 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 you know trip reports or anything anything just just fucking being nice to people um yeah i think for sure don't be a dick Absolutely. And if somebody has a differing opinion of you, just realize that's okay. You not everybody's gonna agree on the same fucking thing. Yeah, some shit ain't worth your fucking time either, man. Like you know, I I've had so much hate in my heart, you know, in my lifetime, man, where now I'm just like, dude, it ain't even worth it, bro. Like you're gonna fucking die one of these days. Like, is that even gonna be matter? Is that gonna fucking be important to you then? Like, I think what's gonna be more important to me is gonna be how I was as a father and as a husband, as an, as a friend, you know, as somebody in the community, those things are going to be more important to me on my last day, you know, and I want to be yeah. content with those things. I'm not going to have space for, for, you know, somebody I hate, like get the fuck out of here or a type of person. I For sure. You know, um, I, I, uh, I had this theory for a while that about, uh, uh heaven and hell, uh, is heaven and hell are just the stories that people tell about you after you die. You know, <laughs> right. you create your own fucking heaven and hell by being a good or bad person. What do you want to be? Where do you want to go? Yeah. 
do you let me ask you something when after taking these um substances or whatever you want to fucking call them um what do you think now about like how has your 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 vision of you know god or heaven or hell or good and evil how has it changed from before until now right so um before uh i was very atheist um very 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 atheist almost and atheist is like you don't believe in any god or any kind of I nothing right? i didn't believe in any god and i would go as far as to say i was anti-theist where I believed that religion was bad for humanity as a whole. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't necessarily think that's, I don't, oh man, I don't necessarily not believe that now. Um, I don't necessarily, I, I don't, okay. I don't believe in what God has been portrayed to us by us. Yeah. I think God is something way different than what we have been telling ourselves God is. And I honestly don't even like the word God. I think it's more just the universe. That sucks, man. We'll, we'll go back to that. We'll go, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's, it's fine. Uh, and, and so to me, I, I don't, I don't really know. I'd like to hope that there is more. I know that there's more after death. I know there is like, I fucking, I swear to you, I've fucking seen it and felt it like taking high doses of fucking LSD, that 10 strip dude. Like it took me some places that I'm pretty sure that that's what, that's kind of what it's like. Like if that's, if there is more afterlife, that's more or less what it's like. Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to go back to the God thing. Cause I, I got a little yeah. something to say about that, but um, yeah, you know, I have been to, <laughs> for me, I, it is kind of along the same lines because, you know, I'm, well, you know, I, I grew up kind of, um, I guess you can call it like a half-assed Christian, right. And, and Catholic when I was really young, but um, you know, I did, what is it called when you um, communion, your Holy communion, your first communion or something like that. I remember doing that when I was a small kid, but, um, I always, I never really liked, uh, the churches and I, and I had gone, I, at one point in my life, like I went to visit, like I had cousins who are Jehovah's witness, you know, I've been overseas and spoken to people that were, you know, um, in the Islamic religion and, um, people that were, um, Catholics, Christians, and I forget Mormons. And, and you know, had a lot of conversations with a lot of people from these different, religions and and obviously you start seeing a pattern there you know and and i had had issues with churches where it was like what the fuck i thought you guys were supposed to be like accepting motherfuckers like here i am literally sleeping outside you know on the fucking side of a church and was treated like shit dude by the people but anyways um i i do i had gotten to that point too myself where um i do think that there is something else besides this existence you know um it could be there even now as i'm here um, existing in this time and space. Um, but I have been to what I feel and, and call the, like, like the source, like the river, like, um, I've always quoted this song from system of a down, um, called aerials and in the chorus Serge, the lead singer, um, says, uh, life is a waterfall. We're one in the river and one again after the fall. And, and it makes yeah. sense, right? Yeah. The, the river is like the source. 
and and human life and existence is that waterfall and we all become individual droplets and then once it's done boom we all go back to the river and we all are one you know yeah, yeah. and i have felt that in and in, in some of these um experiences with psilocybin and even dmt but psilocybin more so because I, i've gone really deep with psilocybin and i do feel like uh you know how, Who's who's to who's anybody to tell me that that's not real and that that does not exist after this? You know, I yeah. I, I can't say, but I feel like it, the feeling I got there was that place was like eternal. You know, it was just pure energy. You know, uh, me and my friend uh, were actually talking about something kind of along the same lines of that. Uh, whereas, where if if they like, uh, what? It, it would be kind of like the, the, Jesus Christ. Now I can't think of the, uh, the words that we, that we were using. Um, you mean to describe the source or, or that place the, you go to that place, that place you go to this, yeah. uh, it's, it's, it's all connected. All of the psychedelics take you there. And even like, they're all different places. Like, mathematically it's been proven that there are like 21 different realities or 21 different dimensions i believe and it's it's possible that they could just it's they've only mathematically proven that there's at least 21 and that's at least it can just keep going forever and ever and ever you know so who's who's to say that these things aren't like um just just ropes out into another dimension you know it's possible and like i like to think that because like (laughs) life would be just so bleak if this was it and who's to say like those things aren't just reaching out to another source just pulling another source into this reality well dude i think i think i think there goes there's something to it that whatever we come from makes it a point to have this existence the human existence and i remember having a trip where i was like i've never been much of a like a why kind of guy like i've never been like why am i here what is my purpose i've never been like that dude i've always came into this thing with just like i just want to be okay with myself you know because of you know the things that i have done and been through you know they didn't leave me feeling that way you know i did not like myself i hated myself but um, I had an experience. I can't remember w- what the substance was, but <clears throat> um, where the subject, w- the thought came up in my mind where I was like, why did, why do we do this for? Like, why, if I'm that, then why am I doing this? And I remember seeing these pictures of people, you know, having a good time and love and love. And it kept coming back. Love, 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 love over and over and over and over again. And I was like, Oh shit. Like love is like this feeling that's worth having. Like this source shoots little pieces of itself into this human existence. And then we're here and we go through this entire fucking shitty life. Some of us have even worse lives, but we come across love. Like it's just a currency for this fucking thing. And I was like, Oh fuck. And it, I was, <laughs> it tripped me out, but there, there, there's something to say about that, that even when we believe that we're part of this bigger 
fucking being or thing that it still thinks that this is an important thing for us to go through. You know what I mean? And it is because of that love. Man, it speaks, it speaks uh, volumes of this existence and and the source, so to speak. It's um, definitely, definitely something to think about, man, you know, because um, it makes me focus on that. It makes me focus on love. It makes me focus on loving myself and the people around me and, you know, giving them what I believe is the best, you know, version of myself and, and vice versa. And, you know, it brings that back to me where I'm like, you know, it, it is always about love to me, you know, for me. And um, I'm going to spread it as much as possible. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, dude, always. I know exactly what you mean, man. That's what I love, came from. Love is a currency. It really is a currency. And, you I, know, if, if you have an enemy and you can love your enemy, how long are they going to be your enemy? Because you can't hate somebody who's always you know, being nice to you and always, and always, you know, giving you their best. Yeah. It'd be hard to, yeah. Unless, unless you're broken inside and you're just like fucking Jason (laughs) Voorhees type motherfucker. And and I mean, at that point, you got to realize who you're giving your time to. Yeah. You better better get ready to fucking throw some dukes, dog. (laughs) Oh yeah, man. No, you're right, dude. Um, as cheesy as it sounds, man, you know, you always hear it. But for me, I'm like, I don't give a fuck, man. I, I know, I know my time is finite here, man. I know that my day is going to come as much as anybody else's. And I think for me, the most important part for me is to be okay with how I spent my time, you know, and how I affected other people and, and how much I loved myself and allowed myself to be, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, a, a miserable existence is no fun. Like, there's no. no point. There's no point in living a miserable existence. You can at least try. You can at least try to be happy. That and that's 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 a problem that I see in a lot of people is they don't want to try. Or they're scared too. You know. Or they're scared. Yeah, because my my dad, I keep trying to. He's. He's a meth head, addicted, alcoholic, and he's just got a lot of problems. And I've been trying to help him for years, but he keeps saying he wants the help. He wants the help. He wants the help. But when it comes down to it, he just he doesn't want the help. Not really. Because if he really wanted that help, he'd be he'd he'd stick around. He he he'd try. He'd try. Maybe he wants to help, but maybe he's just not ready. You know, and he I wants think somebody to do it for him. It's what I see. It's, yeah. It's how he's lived, my friend. I've seen it. It's it's just yeah. firsthand. It's he wants somebody to do that hard work for him. Yeah, I'll I'll take your word for it on that, man. Um, I, <laughs> I mean, I've I've come across people like that too, man. And you know, it's for me. I always see, even at the end of that, it's it's always fear. You know, it's 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 fear of maybe failure of the unknown, and it's always just like, even like when I think about um me going it always comes down to the fear where it's just like fuck man you got to force yourself to do it but also you got to be ready for it too man like (laughs) i've got somebody in my life very close to me who i'm always like why are you afraid why are you afraid not like you look it's right here it's in front of you look at all the things that i have done i mean you're you're acknowledging them you're seeing that i'm you know that i've gotten better and made advancements and you know so forth and 
but yeah, you're still here bumping your bumping your head against the same fucking wall when when I when I started when I went in, you know, those few years ago, you know, and um, you know, what is it? And they're always telling me, I don't know, I'm not ready. And I'm like, well, just tell me. And well, I want it. I really, really want it. And I'm like, well, then what's stopping you? I don't know. I just, there's something that's stopping me, but I don't even know what it is yet. You know, it's just, I'm afraid too, or blah, blah, blah. You know, I feel like this is how things should be. And I've been like this for decades and I don't know how to be any other way. And you know, it's fear. It's fucking fear, yeah. man. For, yeah. for, I, that's what I see with, with this particular person, man. And you know, <laughs> you know, fear, fear is really strong. It, it really, really, really is. And if you're not ready to, if you're not ready to put up with your fears, then then you just you, you you're just gonna sit in it. You can't do anything about it, man. Because uh, I've got there's a, there's another person in my life that I've been trying to I, I've just been getting trying to get him to to try psychedelics. Um, again, he's already done them. Like, just oh, get no back shit. into him. Come on, just try this. Like, and and he's just his excuse always comes down to it's got to be the perfect time. It's got to be the perfect time. Uh, I just keep asking him, I'm like, well, dude, what's the perfect time? What's the perfect time? We're in COVID. We're in lockdown. You you ain't working. You know, this is the perfect time, but it's, you know, he's, he, that's, that's just his fear is telling him that he needs to find the perfect time to do it. Yeah. And you know what, man, also, I mean, I, I'm, I, I know, you know, but I'm just saying this out loud, especially for me too, is, um, there comes a point in time where that person's issue is between them and themselves or them and their God or whatever you want to call it. And there really is nothing I can do. Um, You know, I can only continue to be who I am and continue to try to be an example and tell people like, look, yes, I'm fucked up. Yes, I'm not perfect. But these plants, these substances, they're not making me any worse than I already am or uh, vice versa. I believe that it's making me, you know, better than I was. So um, I can only show you that. And hopefully that, you know, maybe one day, either, even if it's not just, if, if it's not psychedelics, even if it's just meditation, even if it's just counseling, even if it's anything that's going to help you, um, you know, I hope that at least, you know, you'll, you'll get to a point where you're fed up of, with it and you're going to fucking do something and help yourself. You know what I mean? Um yeah, That's people a, are people really are scared to help themselves, especially when you get stuck in ruts. Um, yeah, and proud to, or not proud, but just like, yeah, like I, I was talking to my 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 boys this morning about that. Um, I I I've never you know growing up never had that you know I never I was never comfortable with asking people for help you know, and it wasn't until it actually wasn't even until this this year that I really started practicing it, like being like, okay, when do I ask for help? Blah, 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 blah. And I, and I got to a point where I, I made the realization and I told my, my, my kids, I was like, if you're ever asking yourself whether you should be asking for help, you should, you need help. I never asked for help either. And it was, it's been this year since, since taking, you know, psychedelics, it's, I, I've learned to ask because I, you can't do it alone. And it, I mean, you can, you can do it alone, but man, it's hard and man, does it fucking suck. Well, yeah. If you want to, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go with others. Right. That's definitely for for me what it was. You know, I, 
And this year I have, man, this year I've reached out to people this year. I've, I've been a hundred percent honest and just being like, look, man, this is my situation. You know me, I'm a good guy. This is what I do. And right now this is an honest ask for help or request for help. And nobody, since I started asking for help, um, nobody has turned it down, you know, and how could you, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, 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 it's easy to turn somebody down. It really is. But yeah, you know, you got to know who to ask, you know? Yeah. It's, well, there's also, there's also me not being able to help you. Like I can only help you with some things, right? Right. That too, right. you know, for sure there is. Cause other yeah. than that, there's no reason that you can't help anybody. Even if it's just, let me get you to the right person. <laughs> exactly. exactly. And, uh, you know, uh, I just want to put this out there. If there is anybody out there on DMT world or anybody out there in general that needs to get a hold of somebody to talk about anything, please get a hold of me. I'm a stay at home dad. I got a lot of free time and I do not mind helping people. And I love listening. I love listening to people. Yeah, you've been lending an ear, dude. It, it goes a long fucking way, man. It really does. It really, does. It really half, does. Half the time for me, that's all I need, man. You know, all I need is a <clears throat> is a place to to open up and talk about what it is that's fucking with me and analyzing it and maybe get a little bit yeah. of suggestions. But for the most part, I know I already know the answer. I'm just digging you it out of my brain. You just yeah. need to hear it yourself. Yeah. Sometimes doing it yourself lets you get through that problem way easier. <clears throat> yeah, man. It definitely have to learn how to ask for help and 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 know that you're worth it for you're worth it. You know what I mean? Uh, I look at my children and and I'm like, how do I tell them that if I don't know that myself? So that's another part of you know being a parent that has really benefited me by by that. You know, um, I Seder was on here talking with me the other day and she was like, you know, I just won't treat or she said something of the sort to where she's like, you know, I, I treat yourself like you would treat your child. You know, if you're a parent, you know what that is. And if you ask yourself, then you're like, am I treating myself as good as I would treat my child? And then that's a fucking right there. You can gauge yourself where you're at. You know what I mean? Half the yeah. time it's like, uh, <laughs> probably not, man. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I'm my worst. I'm the worst. My own worst enemy. I beat myself yeah. up more than everybody else does. Yeah. And it's, that, that's, you know. that's definitely, I, I hear that a lot and I feel that dog, but I feel that, um, that's something that I have to, I like, I have to learn to be the opposite of that. Somebody one day posted, I said that I posted that on the site one day and somebody said, yeah, you have to learn how to be your best friend or something like that. And I was like, Hmm. I don't even know how to be my best friend. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, no, see, I've, I've been trying. One of the things that I've been trying to do is, um, it is just seriously just positive talk towards myself. And if I catch yeah. myself saying negative things about myself, Oh, you're stupid. Why the fuck did you do that? The fuck is wrong? Yes, I can't stop yeah. myself. And try and talk good about myself. Hey, man, it was just an accident. You know, you know, we can just fix this. We can clean this up real quick. It's not that big. Yeah. You know, just just try and just change those into positive. And it's it's helped a little bit. It's it it has helped a little bit. You know, I, who, I don't say say so much negative about myself. You know, same same here, dude. Uh, man, I just started this like fuck in the last few months. Um, and you know who yeah. got me there was fucking T Rex. 
he no said, shit. Yeah, he said something one day where he was like, uh, he was talking about what happens when you talk shit about yourself to yourself. Like he was telling me something, and then I was like, man, I think that's right. Like I, sh- I should probably probably stop, and I and I did. I stopped saying that, and like there's times where I'm like, I do something wrong or I fuck up, like. Like the other day I was starting up all this shit for the podcast and I was like, fuck, man, I forgot to do this. I forgot to do that. I didn't even do it. And I was like, oh shit, like stop, dude. Just sit, sit with it and just stop. Just keep moving forward. And I got through it and was like, cool. You know, I see that I'm actually putting it into work and uh, I don't know. I think, I think it does help. But also the bigger thing too is watching my kids do that. And I'm like, fuck, man, I just gave that to my kids. Like, dude, I feel like fucking shit. You know, I didn't even know yeah, that I was no, doing my my uh I've I've my older my older one of the two that live with me, I caught him doing shit like that, saying talking about how he was stupid, and I was like, dude, you ain't yeah, you're not stupid, bro. bro you're so smart. Well, like, it's funny because, like, you didn't even tell him he was stupid. You didn't call him stupid, but you, he saw no. you telling yourself that shit, and you're just like, fuck, I did it anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure, dude. It, it's that, it's, it goes back to fucking setting that example, you know? Yeah. Got to yeah. be that example. Yeah, man. Fuck, dude. Uh, what do you, so how's everything for you now? Like, uh, what? how's your whole situation? Like, you got anything going on? What is it that you're doing these days, bro? I know in the beginning we, we were fucking, we were talking a lot. And then for a minute there, you, you know, we kind of. Yeah, I was, uh, I got, I, we were talking a lot and then I fucking, it got kind of, kind of hectic. We, we were, I was living in, I was living on one of my girlfriend's dad's properties. We were living on there for free pretty much. And, uh, I, I just, we got to this point to where I, I felt like shit, like living there for free. It's taking his money. He could be renting this property out and making some cash off it. So yeah. we, just, we, we really buckled down and we're like, we got to go fucking find a place and get some shit started. Nice. And now we've gotten into this new house and man, the, our situation is, it's a little better, but <clears throat> our roommate situation is not so good. It's, it's a, I'm working myself to the bone, keeping this yeah. house tip, like keeping this house together. It's it's been really rough on me. So we're actually now applying for a loan to go buy a fucking house Beautiful. because one, I'm tired of fucking paying into rent, feeling like I'm being robbed. Yeah, you know, I'm it. it I'm not fucking putting anything towards this place. It's just fucking getting yeah. out of my pocket, and writing to somebody else. So I want to go get my own fucking place, kind of get some shit started there. But what about man, um, fuck I'm doing? What about like um, hobby was? I remember you you were doing like some audio or some visual stuff or some audio stuff too. Like what, what, what's up uh, with all yeah, that, man? I was, I was just kind of I was just kind of fucking around with shit on my computer. I was just um, my son is like uh, he he plays video games on my computer and I record his videos and I kind of like just fuck around with. Uh, with editing the videos for him. Um, I don't know. We're not really posting anything online or anything. Uh, he, I just feel like he's a little young for that, but yeah. I've been kind of like showing him how to do that kind of stuff. Just that's him. so crazy that you said that, man. I was talking to my, one of my, um, one of my boys about that. Cause <laughs> I was telling him about how he was worth my wife 
told me that my son spent like 84 hours on the on the Xbox one day, uh, one week. And I was like, you motherfucker, you spent 84 hours? I was like, dude, you don't even get paid for that shit, bro. You might as well be getting paid. What the fuck? I'm like, here I am going to work for 40 fucking hours. Twice, <laughs> dog. Like, get out of here. Yeah, go get two jobs. So, so you do like audio and, and and visual stuff like that. Like you mess around like with software like that. Because I know in the beginning I you were helping well with, with stuff. anything on the computer, man. I I, I I I can learn it. Anything there is, I can fucking learn it. I'm not trying to like toot my own horn or anything. It's just something that I've realized that I can do. Yeah. Um, especially when you've got shit like YouTube that can teach you fucking anything, man. I, yeah. if, if I put my mind to it, like I can sit down and I can get that shit done. Yeah. Those videos that, uh, that I edited for you for the DMT world YouTube, those were the yeah. first videos that I edited. Like oh, this shit. It did a pretty good fucking job, man. <laughs> oh, I appreciate that. It's, and, and, you know, I just, Anything I want to fucking do, I, I just put my mind to it and I just go out and do it. Nice. Because there's no reason I can't. There's no reason I can't. Yeah. So um, you're, so you guys are thinking about getting a house or, or in the process of getting your guys' uh, house there? We, we've applied for a loan and we're just kind of waiting to see uh, what we're going to get for a loan. And then from there, I'm, I'm flexible, man. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I'll, I've, I've worked construction, so... My my plan is to kind of like go get a house, fix it up a little bit, flip yeah. it, and then sell it, go buy a new house. Same process. And just kind of mm. keep that going. I'm not doing anything. I'm sitting at home with my kids until they're back in school. So, yeah. so I've got nothing else better to do except for sit at home, fix it up. Why not? Are your kids uh, going to school already? <laughs> I've got a six, uh, like a seven-year-old and a three-year-old. So my three-year-old, he, uh, we were going to try and get him into, um, we're trying to get him into Head Start this year, but uh, he's not. He's really, really, really not wanting to potty train. He's really fighting mm. hard on that. So yeah. we're going to hold him up for another year and yeah. uh, push that as hard as we can. And and where you're at, have the kids started going back to school like online at all? Uh, no, not yet. They're it's it. They're opening the schools up here. Oh no, shit. Yeah, I shit, man. I kind of don't want to even enroll him and put him in there because I just feel like it's gonna it's gonna be bad news. Dude, uh, that is something that a lot of people are going through right now. Like for example, where I'm at, they didn't even open the schools up. They're like, we're just gonna start online uh, learning, and you know, they started. They did the the big. Um, when the federal, when the Fed sent all the money, uh, they put a lot of money to the schools to get like laptops and shit, Chromebooks for the kids, and made sure that everybody yeah. was able to get one. And some people were not. I don't know the exact and how that turned out. But in my house, all the kids got some. You know, my neighbors, everybody that I know, their kids got like a Chromebook or some shit where they can. And they started like last week. Um, and it's fucking, it's, it's just so weird because even like, are you going to send your kid to school, dude? Like, uh, I mean, we're seeing the, all they do is talk about people dying about this shit and all that. Like, who I the know. fuck are they going to force you to send your fucking kid to school? Like, what the fuck well, is they, that? I mean, 
I don't know. I've I've been I've been thinking about looking up some sort of like alternative educate education systems or something so I can just keep them at home at least until the fucking corona thing blows some- over because that I mean it would fucking suck because um my girlfriend's dad has COPD oh, cancer and he's yeah. and her mom is immunocompromised as well. Yeah. And like that, that's, that's fucking scary, man. It's fucking terrifying. Cause if they think, get it, that's like, I think for me, it's like, I dude, I don't even know. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. And I don't, I don't even dig into shit, man. Just because I don't, I don't know. I mean, there's so much shit out there. It's kind of hard to believe, but there's obviously there's obvious things, right? Like, you know, it's happening. There's people out there and they're closing the fucking schools down and they're closing fucking places down. That's actually happening. Like, okay, well then, uh, then I have to fucking, you know, but like right out here there, they opened these schools out in another County, I think it was, or city or some shit. And two of the, there was a few teachers that were like, I'm not fucking going back there. And, um, the fucking school's like suing them or some shit like that. It's like, what? You're fucking suing your teachers for not wanting. Like, first of all, your teachers don't even make a lot of money, dude. Get the fuck out of here. You you fucking yeah, suing these guys. On top. Fuck it was you. crazy, man. Right? This whole Corona COVID shit. It, it's really making things like extra fucking weird this year, man. And I'm sure it's going to continue to go on until somebody gets on this, until we all get on the same page, either we don't give a fuck about it or it just blows up in our, in our face until we all decide to say, okay, you know what? Stop fucking around. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I, I think it'll just keep growing and perpetuating if we don't get serious about it, because I mean, it's, it's just like any other virus. The more people get it, the more chances it has to mutate and the harder it is to isolate yeah. it or the vaccination or whatever needs to happen. Cause I don't want to talk about fucking like all the conspiracy fucking theories. <laughs> right. <laughs> if you want to oh, talk man. about conspiracy, just type COVID-19 on Reddit. <laughs> Have a nice oh, time. <laughs> it dude it's crazy man it's crazy yeah. it is man it is and it is what it is bro um for me <laughs> i'm just like all right, i guess we're this is what we're fucking doing now you know what i mean what, what am i gonna fucking do man i'm not gonna there's nothing i can do they're like they where i'm at they're they're hardly even enforcing like masks and shit like that so like they'll they'll make you put on your mask at the front of the door but like ain't nobody wear masks in the store nobody's doing it and it's like it's gonna be it's gonna get bad it's gonna get bad and i i I was having uh there was one of somebody at uh uh a walmart an employee at a walmart was telling somebody that if they didn't want to wear their mask to just say that they had copd or something some sort of breathing disorder and i was like what the fuck are you kidding me you're gonna tell people to lie and say shit like that that's fucked up it's gonna fuck it up for the people who do have that shit yeah you know what man um i i find it very hard to stay away from any kind of human contact because almost everything that comes into your house has been touched by so many fucking people before you and probably not oh, sanitized. Yeah. Um, oh, no. so, so at the end of the day, like if you want to go to that extreme, it's that's the extreme side for me. And then the other extreme side for me is like, um, 
It's thinning out the herd, man. <laughs> no, I've definitely thought about that. It's it's definitely crossed my mind more than a couple of times. Um, and and I always have to come and sit back and think about it. And I, I always come to this conclusion of, is it really a bad thing? Is that really a bad thing? Well, uh, no, I don't think it's so much of whether it's a bad or good thing, but it is a thing. It happens. It you know thing. what I mean? Yeah. There's pandemics that have happened in the past. There's like, you know, recessions and, and all this shit that has happened where people have starved to death. People have gotten sick and then, you know, a large amount of people. And it happens in human history. I mean, just think about the fucking comet that fell out of the sky. Who knows how long ago and wiped out all the fucking civilization on Earth. Like that happens too here. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just part of life as much as it's like death. It's, it's as much part of life as life itself. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's a bad thing for people. That's what it is, is it's a bad thing for people. But in the grand scheme of things, you're right, dude. It is just a thing. It's not bad or good. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, hope, you know, cross your fingers that, you know, you're not part of the crowd, but at, this, at the same time, it's like, you don't, you can't choose that. And we're all going to fucking die. We're all going to fucking yeah. die. One day or another, we're all gonna die. And if, if, fuck, man, if I get chosen by the COVID, I get chosen by the COVID. You get, you get the COVID on. badge, bro. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, you get your COVID tab. Hey, um, so cool, man. So what what else you got, man? You you got um, you guys gonna be getting a house and shit like that. What what else you got going on, man? Uh, fuck bro literally uh that's that's it i've all uh, i was growing mushrooms for a while but this whole this whole situation that i've gotten myself into in this house has kind of put a big damper on that and everything that i've had just stopped it all stalled out and just won't do anything it'll all like i had uh i had 11 jars of corn that were inoculated grain to grain inoculated um, and they all grew for about a week, got to about fuck man, uh, I want to say like 50% colonization and just stopped, just dead in his tracks, stopped. And I was like, what the fuck? So I just kind of, I, I pulled them out of the room that they were in. Cause I was like, oh shit, maybe it's a little warm in here. I took them to my bedroom where it was cooler and they just haven't done anything. And mm-hmm. it's, and, uh, keeping up with my house, like trying to make sure, cause we have, uh, three additional roommates now mm-hmm. and so that i mean that's that's extra dishes trash you know house yeah. to clean up. and they uh, they 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 don't help they hide they hide in their bedroom <laughs> they make messes but they hide in their bedroom and then i i have to clean the house up like our, our landlord because of our because of our um our roommates our landlord comes by once a month to do checks on the house too so like yeah, dude, it's That's shitty. it's a, it's a you know, shitty situation. My, we're pushing to get out. Yeah, my dude, when I was um, when I was eighteen, I fucking went. I remember I got my first apartment, and I got it by myself. I was living by myself, and I had a friend who had became homeless at the time, but he still had a job. <clears throat> he was like sleeping at the parks, and then he'd be taking a shower at the gyms, and then like go to work. And, um, he talked to me about coming and staying at my house and I was like, fuck, no, I just never really liked sharing my space with other people. And 
I already knew it was a bad, it was a bad idea, dude. And, and I understand people have certain situations where they, you know, they can't afford it or, you know, whatever the case may be. But like my cousin went through the same shit. But the one thing that pissed me off was seeing people in this situation where I'm like, like, I think for me, I would be striving to, to get out of that situation. But I see people that are wasting or spending money on shit that they don't need. And it's like, dude, your house comes first, man. Like you have to provide that for your children, man. Like your children would benefit so much from having a stable home, you know, where you're not fucking moving around and getting kicked out and all this shit. And fucking, you know, that's, so much instability in a child's life it's like it that becomes a norm for them and um you know i see people who get out of it dude and i'm like fucking good for you man because i <laughs> it's a necessity man especially being having a family it's like even even with family like if it's your brothers and your sisters that you're living with like that shit ain't gonna work bro <laughs> You're going to, like for me, between me and my wife, we have enough of a hard time living with each other. You know what I mean? <laughs> so now we're going to throw in three other fucking people. No, fuck that, man. It's just too much for us, man. I hope you guys fucking, I hope you guys do end up, you know, getting on your own too and being out there and doing your fucking thing, man. It definitely is a game changer. Like like I was saying, man, when I put my mind to something, I'm going to yeah. fucking And that's, that's oh, my man. plan. Is I'm going to get what I want. Like, nice man. It's always how it's been. Nice. It's dude. just about fucking putting in that work, dude. You know. Yeah. You want to know something too that really helped us out when um <clears throat> me and my wife, we've never been like big credit people. You know, we've never like purchased like got credit cards or anything like that. Or I have always paid shit with cash, bro. Like if I can't pay with in cash, I, I can't afford it. Obviously the house is a little bit different, but like all my vehicles, everything that I've ever had up until this point. Um, but it hurt us. It hurt us when we went to go try to buy a house. They're like, yeah, you guys ain't got no fucking credit. Like, you know, we can't even trust you with all this money. And and even the fact that the fucking mortgage is such a fucking shady fucking deal. But anyways, uh, that's a whole nother monster. Um, Oh, I, the one thing I know I'm I'm just learning about that. The one thing that, that we did was, uh, that helped us out build our credit was we got something called a line of credit or like a a collateral credit card. And basically what that was, um, we footed like a $1,500 deposit and they're like, now you have $1,500 line of credit. And what we were doing is we funneled all of our shit through that card. You know, we're making money orders for the rent. So we, instead of making money orders, we just paid it. We paid it with the, with the credit card. And then like, you know, the next month we paid it up in cash or, you know, from our debit card and boom, boom, boom. We did that for like about a year, year and a half, dude. And our fucking credit just shot through the fucking roof. And they're like, okay, now you're good, man. This is what you got. Here you go. And that was really helpful for us, man. That was really helpful. Yeah. Well, uh, I think uh, we're, we're luckily in a situation to where my girlfriend has a good line of credit. Nice. That's uh, perfect. I need some work. I've got some fucking shit on my line of credit. That <laughs> I definitely work on that. We all make mistakes, man. Of course, if, man. Give a fucking eighteen-year-old a fucking credit oh, card. Shit. <laughs> ever, you should never do that. Motherfuckers make billions off of that, man. <laughs> Absolutely, and all that fucking money is all in the interest too, dude. I fucking paid out my credit card at least four times before it was gone. Like <laughs> it was stupid. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the one thing too, is like, it's so easy to live in a city. 
I mean, it's so easy because there's economy in a big city. And, but that's the one thing for me that I've, <clears throat> that I've, I've disliked a lot, but I understand with time as time moves on. And, you know, as I gain more experience in whatever it is that I do and my children, you know, get older, um, you know, I will have that opportunity to be able to get out of the city. But like at this point in time, like when you're born in a city, like you're almost stuck in the city, you know what I mean? Where you're just yeah. like, where else am I going to go? Like it's, you know, what are you going to yeah, do? Unless middle of nowhere. Yeah. Or, I mean, unless you can afford, you know, being a dishwasher in a new place, you know, then yeah, go for it. But, you know, there's a lot of people that get to a point like, you know, you have children and shit to feed. And it's like, I, there's no jobs over there for me. You know what I mean, I can work on somebody's farm, but are they going to fucking. Anyways, anyways, big fucking <laughs> yeah. Yeah. big old thing. But um, yeah, dude, I'm really glad you got, you got up on here, dude. And I'm really happy to fucking talk to you, dude. Um, I want to I want to see. um. I got, I want to come up with a fucking, um, like a theme song for this fucking podcast, dude. And I don't know, like I, I, I getting some people's input on it and shit and, or even any suggestions, but I want to do like a, an original one. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah. you know, KB sings really fucking well, yes. man. Crazy. I think, I think KB would do really well as fuck if we, if we were to make some sort <clears throat> of fucking theme song for it. Yeah. I mean, there's, the thing is too is there's a lot of um there's a lot of uh ways that that it could go i would like to get as much involvement as as uh, with anybody out there too and, and being like well you know let's let's come up with something but um, yeah let's make it a community effort well we'll see man we'll see because i've i've been out there i've tried to put shit out there and i understand a a a lot of people are just like hey you know this is i you know whatever and, and you know they're not as involved and it's okay i'm not fucking forcing anybody but you know um i don't know we'll see where it goes man i, I really want to do something like that and hopefully it'll come to fruition soon i mean it's you know right now we're doing all right with what we got and we're still starting you know this shit is all fucking new to us man um, you know, yeah, especially this sure. podcast stuff, man. It's like, what the fuck is this, man? I'm just having conversations with people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but, that's the best kind of converse. That's the best kind of ones. You know, there's ones that are that are like information overloads. But my favorite ones are are typically just two people bullshitting back and forth yeah. and just having a conversation. Yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing because it's just natural. Yeah, it sounds good. Of course, yeah. I just I was getting fucking stoned as shit for a few of those, dude. And I would be <laughs> I would be forgetting like half the shit I was talking about. I'd be like, uh, I don't. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens, man. I've got you know we've got a few things here, and so far you know we've been doing all right. You know, I I think. Um, putting out just content is a good thing and, and, you know, getting the community involved is great too. Um, we'll see, we'll see where it goes, man. We'll see where it goes, but, um, definitely thanks for coming on, man. And, um, uh, is there anything you, you want to say or anything you want to cover, um, before we call it here, man? Um, yeah, I just, just again, uh, anybody, anybody who wants to reach out, if you're having any sort of problems, man, I, I, I would love to help you with any problems that you're having. I may not be able to help fiscally, financially, whatever, but I, I, I'm, I'm a good emotional, emotional support. I'm a good talker. That's great, man. That's a really good, uh, 
That's a really good offer. And I fucking implore anybody to not only re- try to reach out to you, but also to anybody, anybody, man. Sometimes you just need that little, that somebody to lend you the ear and it makes a world of a difference. Absolutely. All right, man. Well, that's it, man. Fucking till next time, dog. We'll have you back on here and fucking shoot the shit again, man. Thanks for coming on and spending your time, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, Alex, bro. Thank you much. All right, doggy.